Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Jennifer Long, sitting in for the rest of the usual crowd on day 421 since they came back on the air. I'm here for two reasons. The first reason is that the others went to Deerfield last night to play tabletop games with Jamie and asked me to fill in because they expected a late night. I'm glad they didn't try to come back in the dark, and I'm glad they're finding some fun. Some days it feels like all we ever do is make it until tomorrow. Which is fine as well. Making it until tomorrow is a perfectly great thing to do, but a little fun never hurt either. The second reason I'm here is to talk a little about myself. Agnes in particular, but all three of the usual bunch have talked about how therapeutic it is to come on the air and talk about whatever's on our minds. Sometimes... It addresses something a listener is going through and helps them. Sometimes it leads to a deeper conversation. And sometimes it doesn't do anything more than help whoever's on the air talking about it. Although, I will say that hearing about the huge support the team gets whenever they're going through these rough patches really makes me feel like we're all interconnected. Like we're all a part of something so much bigger than any of us could understand. I mean, I pretty much understood that already through my faith, but it's nice to see evidence of it. Anyway, we've talked in the past about my mom and my two kids who live with me at the lighthouse, but we've only barely mentioned my husband. I I don't know if we've ever even mentioned his name on the air. Ned Long. Longtime listeners probably know that he was taken by the zombies as we were all making our escape before we were able to make it to the safety of the lighthouse. Or at least that's what we're assuming. We heard the moaning of a big group of them, and we were gathering our essentials and trying to herd the kids without driving them into a panic. And Ned looked at where we were and then out the window and told us to follow the plan. And then he took a baseball bat and went out the front door. The plan was our fire evacuation plan, which meant everybody else in the house would head out the back, which we did. As we headed in that direction, I heard a pounding on the front door, and then it gave way with a splintering of wood and breaking glass. Then we were supposed to meet by a certain tree in the neighborhood, which we also did. Except Ned wasn't there. We waited for a little while, but the moaning and shuffling and occasional reports of gunfire made us nervous. And so we, my mom and me, decided that for the sake of the kids, we couldn't wait anymore. We left a note at that tree and then headed for the shore, where we were lucky enough to find a small boat, which we took to the lighthouse. I'm glad the kids weren't able to see the people who had tried to use the boat before us. They hadn't been so lucky. And I've been grieving ever since. For the first few months, I held out some hope because, just like Agnes and Sam, what we'd seen and experienced wasn't definitive. Ned could still be out there. Even as recently as when Max and Dr. Clark went to raid the radio station for equipment, I allowed a glimmer of hope to intrude into my grief because Max told me someone named Ned was going on the trip. 
I asked about him, but after Max described him, I knew it was just someone with the same name. I've had to make a kind of peace with the fact that I'll never really know what happened. Maybe maybe he got away and was spirited to safety by some kind souls. Maybe he was knocked out and was carried somewhere before he could tell them about his wife and children they were taking him away from. Maybe he got caught up helping other people, and when he made it to the tree, the note was gone. Maybe he grieved us, too. And yes, maybe he was turned into a zombie. I don't talk about it much, but one of the other advantages of living in the lighthouse is that I don't come to shore as often. We stockpile supplies for the long term and trade with others to get them to bring us things. Being over there means I don't see as many of the dead wandering around. I'll never have to put a lampshade over the head of my zombie husband the way Timothy and Deerfield had to do with his wife. I've gone through all the stages in every order, and sometimes I feel like I'll never truly be over it. I know lots of you, maybe all of you, have gone through the same thing. Except it can't ever be the same thing because we all feel differently. We all grieve differently. This is a kind of experience where you can only ever really have a small piece of perspective. We can't really walk a mile in each other's shoes because only we know what the thing we're grieving meant to us. Whether it was a spouse, a lover, a friendship, a business partnership, a pet, or any of the things that it's possible for people to have and then lose. They're all special and unique, and none of us can ever really fully understand what that loss means to someone else. Love is such an amazing thing in this world. There's no way it could ever come without a cost of some kind. Grief is the price we pay for love. I want to thank everyone for listening to me today. The others will be back tomorrow. Until then, this has been Jennifer Long for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other. <laughs>